Big Church Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa Scott, and I am the host and producer of the Big Church Podcast. And today, I have the privilege and honor of introducing our refuge leadership, Kagan Wesley and Taylor Yates. Welcome to the show. Well, we're excited to be here. Hello, hello. So you guys are leaders in the refuge. Can you tell us what roles you play in that leadership? Yeah, so my name is Kagan Wesley, and I am the leader of the refuge. Some call it pastor. I feel like that's a lofty label to live up to, mm-hmm. um, but I guess I'll accept that for being official right now. Okay. Um, but I'm the pastor of the refuge. And then I am Taylor Yates, and I'm Kegan's assistant of the refuge. The best assistant in the world. I agree. I agree. So here at Big Church, we call the refuge a movement. Can you explain to us what movement means? So we transitioned from a youth and young adult church to a movement once big church came into play. Mm -hmm. Uh, We used to have weekly Bible studies, small groups, community nights, and then our weekly service. But because big church came in and kind of provided that weekly discipleship, we then wanted to move more towards a movement because we're... um, because of God's strength, we're really good at doing outreaches and we do a lot of things more outside of the church than we do in the church. And we pull a lot of people that are far from God and we really pull them close to Him. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to create a movement event that happened monthly where people could come and be a part. We also didn't want to intimidate or um, be in competition with other churches in their youth group. Mm-hmm. We wanted to provide a free Sunday night, so to speak, conference event um, for them and their youth to come and to be touched by the Lord. Oh, I love that. And I love that you play a big role, Taylor, in pulling in other churches, right? You, you go out to other churches, connect with other youth ministries, and kind of pull them in to kind of bring us all together as a body of Christ. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, a few of us in the refuge and in big church have started kind of working with other youth ministries and other churches into like being that one kingdom and like really living that out. Mm-hmm. Um just because we noticed the competition in Louisville and we wanted to like disband that. So um, yeah, we kind of all support each other now and it has become like lasting friendships within other churches. That's amazing. I love seeing the ministries of the city coming together. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me what created this passion for each of you for this age group? Yeah, so me personally, I um, went through a lot as a child, as a teenager, and so I wanted to be a person that I needed at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, many people know that I went through abuse growing up, uh, was raped and molested by several men, also an older woman, led me down a um, very confused lifestyle, led me to drinking and drugging, to becoming an addict, and I had an unforgettable encounter with God one day, and He revolutionized my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I traveled really the world uh, with a man named Eddie James, and he taught me what it was like to love and to care for a generation and to also love and care for the presence of God and implement that in people's lives. And so um, I wanted to be that person that I needed at a young age, but I also wanted to be like my mentor, Eddie James. Mm -hmm. And he was that person that would always just um, pull people that some churches might have written off or might have said, you don't really belong here. And he he saw them um, as someone that God said, no, you definitely belong here and you belong to me. And so I wanted to kind of provide that place here at Refuge and 
and fight for those that people have given up on. Yeah, I love that. I've actually watched you guys do it too, where you will actually take someone under your wing and say like, normally people would look at this person and say, well, like you're just gonna go back to that lifestyle. You're just gonna go back to doing drugs. You're just gonna do what you always do. You guys say, no, like I am, I'm, you're stuck with me and we're gonna fight through this together. Mm -hmm. And you follow through with that. And I love that about Mm-hmm. The refuge and big church too. Right. So Taylor, what about you? Why do you, what gives you the passion for this age group and this generation? Because I see like lots of energy with you. You have like this <laughs> so much energy. It. Yeah, but it's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. it's exciting, and I love it. Yeah, um, I think that my passion came like all through high school. I always was trying to belong in something, but it was always with the wrong people. Mm. Um, I was known as the bathtub girl. I would get drunk every weekend, blacked out, would cry in bathtubs. I was really, really just depressed and sad. And I needed a group of people who loved me, but Mm -hmm. like also led me in the right way and in the right direction. And I always knew God. I always knew of him, but I never had that real relationship with him. And it wasn't until I walked into the refuge where that actually happened for me. So I just want to be that person too for other people and just to get people pulled in and get people connected and help them feel that contagious joy, you know? Yeah, well, and I can see both of you have a a passion for that. And like I said before, you are creating an opportunity for people to have an experience with God, those who feel like they're rejected from the church and those who feel like they've just never really been connected with the church. So you guys are so good at that. Um, So, what kind of things are you guys seeing happening in these services, in these movement services that are happening once a month? First of all, can we talk about the creative aspect of it? Like mm-hmm. you guys pour so much fun into this. So let's talk about some of the fun things that you guys are doing. Yeah, so we believe that um, our God is a creator and so he mm-hmm. made us in his likeness and image and he wants us to create as well. Um, the things we do at Refuge, number one, we have a lot of fun. We believe yeah. that church uh, should be enjoyed and not endured. Uh, that we really need to reach a generation with real love, um, real excitement, yeah. and um, and show them that it's an awesome life to live. And we've seen amazing things. And so we're kind of known as the party people church. Like we love to party, we love to throw down for Jesus. Love it. Um, but then also uh, with that party behind it is so much power and so much prayer and so much persistence and preparing and prepping and just believing God to do powerful things in young people's lives. And he's doing just that. What you believe God for, uh, he'll do. And that's what he's doing. We're seeing um, people with depression being set free. We're seeing anxiety leave. We're seeing people that were thinking of committing suicide from one Sunday of service completely changing their mind. And um, and we're believing for those things and fighting for those things and uh, Jesus is doing it. Yeah. So would, what about you? Could you talk about the, the creative aspect? How do you guys create those kinds of experiences? We have an amazing team. So we've built uh, a great team that we have team leads over everything. So we actually have like a visual team, we have an aesthetic team, a decorating team. And so we literally get together on our team nights, which are a blast. So much fun. Um, And we get sidetracked often, but um, (laughs) it's still so fun. And we, we kind of just, we believe that we're better together and that yeah. all of our small somethings add up to be something great and big. And um, so everyone chimes in their idea, uh, gives their creativity, and we create something great out of it. Yeah, that's so cool. So something, uh, Taylor, I've heard you talk about, you know, talking about your small somethings, pulling people in, you kind of felt like 
everybody pulled you into the family too. Yeah, right? yeah, especially Kagan. I remember, and I'm only a year into um, into at refuge. I guess mm-hmm. been coming for a year and. My roommate and I were going to start a Bible study last summer, actually, and 70 girls ended up being interested, and Refuge had followed us on Instagram, and they had connected with us, and they they saw that post that 70 girls were interested, and we didn't know where we wanted to host it (laughs) because that many girls were coming, and um, they commented and were like, hey, like, we would love to let you have your Bible study at our our church. Um, You don't have to associate us with it. Like, you can just use it, and Mm -hmm. like... That's instantly how I got pulled in and Kagan pulled um, me in and yeah, it's just been a crazy ride, so. And you know what I really loved about that? I remember sitting outside of Quills, having a conversation with them and I was like, so what's your plan? What do you need? Do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? And they're like, we actually don't know what we're doing. We just want to do it. We literally had no idea. And so where I love to come in was like, okay, well, let's do it this, well, do it whatever way you want, but I'd like to help in the prepping and the planning of it. And that was really cool seeing their uh, dreams and ambitions with this Bible study to come alive. And that's where it all gets started too. Like just sitting with somebody and saying like, oh, well, you could do this. I love that creative aspect of our church. And I love also with this generation, this culture, where so many of uh, the older people are going, you know, phones are ruining people and social media is ruining people and the partying is ruining people. You're saying like, we're not going to be of the world, but we're going to take these things like the phones and social media and partying and create an atmosphere where God's in it. And it's, Mm -hmm. so I love that about the refuge and how you guys have fun with that. And again, I've experienced it or I haven't experienced it. My kids who are teenagers have experienced it too. So that's exciting. A lot of people in churches would say that this generation is one of the hardest to reach. What do you guys do and how do you see that playing in the refuge movement? And what are you guys doing to um, fix that? Yeah, I can agree with them, but I definitely believe the scripture that says if we have faith of a mustard seed, we can speak to that mountain Mm -hmm. and tell it to be removed, and um, we can overcome that. And so uh, we do have some struggles, um, but I think before any person begins to prepare to get into ministry, they need to realize that ministry is spelled W-O. R-K, and it is hard work, um, and but we're willing to work for souls being saved, lives being liberated, hearts being healed. We're willing to work to see our city saved mm-hmm. and to hear that God loves them and has a plan and purpose for their life. Some of our struggles are our turnover rate, mm-hmm. just with the nature of the age and um, yeah. they're leaving high school, going to college, or they're going from college and starting a family. Uh, so about every four years, we have a brand new group of leadership, a brand new um, group of students, a brand new group of teams. And of course, we have some that stick around and this becomes the purpose of their life, which mm-hmm. we love and is awesome. But there also is a turnover rate. It's hard sometimes to keep the attention span of our people because there are so young and there's so many shiny things in the world, so to speak, uh, that could easily distract them from the destiny that God has for them. Um, But we really try to fight for their focus. So when people come into our church, we think about um, what they see and hear and smell and touch. um, Because Jesus saves our spirit, 
um, but we still have a soul and we That's still right. want to see cool things and experience cool things. And so we try as a church to make it um, the most amazing experience for them. And I want people to leave our church and say, that was cool. And I think I want to come back. Yeah. At least that they're thinking about it um, is a win for us. The services really do pack a punch with the fun and the experience. So let's talk about that. What's a, one of the themes that you guys have had for the refuge that you could tell us about where you know they experience the physical, this, the taste, the senses, all that? So I remember um, we were planning our pumpkin spice theme, which is around Halloween time. Okay. Um, and we had like the Glade pumpkin spice scent all over, like Kagan was spraying it all over the building. <laughs> we had like fall leaves all over the ground. We had like hay bales. We had, um, we had great um, photo stations. Mm -hmm. I think that they were like, what were they like? Hay bales, right? Weren't they? Yeah, something like that. And if there are youth pastors listening, like photo stations are everything. Like they are ministry. We literally have a team lead over our visuals. It's our mm -hmm. photo stations because the young people take a picture in front of it, post it on their Instagram, and people comment, where was this? Or that's really cool. And we've had people come to our church uh, for the lighting in the picture, but leave with the love of Jesus. Yeah. Like yes. it really is something that is, you know, important around here. So you're not just connecting that whole experience, the pumpkin spice with the smell and the fun, which it was fun, and mm -hmm. you know, food and picture ops. There's also like a message that goes with that theme, which is super cool for me. Yeah. What was the message for pumpkin spice? For pumpkin spice is, um, do you have spice in your life? Like <laughs> Jesus has called us to be the salt of the earth and not to be basic, uh, but to be extraordinary and do what God's called you to do. My favorite theme, um, this was before Taylor's time, was dream. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how God can make your dreams come true. Talked about Jacob, how he wrestled with yeah. God, and you have to wrestle with your dreams, and your, your dreams don't work unless you do, and um, all these like one-liners that just hit you right in the soul. <laughs> but my favorite part was I had a dream to zip line in on a stage. Ah, yeah. And everybody <laughs> in church was like, RC are too low you can't do that like and I was like oh, I heard you can't do that so I asked my parents I said are you saying no or are you saying if I can make it possible and so um, if they gave me a hearty no I wouldn't have done it but they're like if you can do it do it and um, anyway also our dreams are connected to other people and how they can help because we're better together mm -hmm. and so there was a man in our church that says I heard you got a lot of no's I want to give you a yes yeah, and so he built that. me a yeah. zip line and I zip line <laughs> from the back of the church to the stage and I mean that was probably one of my favorite moments here at Refuge yeah I don't think people realize the work that goes on behind the scenes yeah you know we oh, only fun. see the highlights you know we talk about the highlight reel on social media and that's what we see but people don't talk about the work that it, that goes into behind the scenes but that's where you making real connections. You're pulling someone in who maybe possibly hasn't been to church but a couple of times but you're saying hey come you know I don't know put a toilet paper roll on the toilet paper roll just just help yeah. and that makes them feel a part yeah. of the family and that's how you're creating the relationship so I love yeah. that. Taylor can you tell us about dirty laundry? Tell us about that service and how you guys played all that out. That's been one of my favorites. Um, dirty laundry we basically chose six of um, 
people who come to refuge mm-hmm. and had them share their stories of how God took their dirty laundry, washed it in the washer and dryer and made it out super clean. So, so they cool. just shared their testimonies and um, talked about the work that God has done in their lives. Um, we decorated the whole place with like laundry. It wasn't dirty though. It was clean. <laughs> but then at the end during service, mm-hmm. um, so at the beginning it was all unfolded, messy, um, and like running out of a hamper. And then during service, some of our team went and folded that dirty laundry. So when they walked out, it was folded and clean. Fresh, clean laundry. Mm -hmm. Oh, so much fun. You guys have so much fun in service, but this was fun interviewing you guys and learning more about the refuge. And I'm excited for our listeners to learn about the heart behind the ministry. So tell us what events are coming up in the refuge that we don't want to miss. Yeah, so on May- I mean. Uh, pineapple. <laughs> okay, so Taylor and I have this thing <laughs> where about it. so she's very high energy yes. and yeah, super organized. And I'm kind of unless I'm in front of a crowd, low energy, not very organized, working on it. And so like she's very strong in areas where I'm really weak and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so we s- can sometimes butt heads. Oh, so much, so <laughs> much. So we have a safe word. It's called pineapple. And so she likes to talk over me when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like we had sat down and had a little conversation about he had that. a hard conversation with me yeah. and oh, so when she's doing that to me or to other people I just do a little pineapple because I don't want to call her out in front of everybody yeah but I also don't want that to continue well now everyone's gonna know <laughs> well, yeah. so he can just can text you pineapple <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so on May 19th we have one of my friends coming he's an incredible artist he's traveled the world uh, really world-renowned photographer mm-hmm. just crazy crazy dude and uh he'll be here on may 19th for uh it's called one body it's going to be a one body experience Mm -hmm. um which is a refuge service it's going to be really great and so we're reaching out to the entire city inviting them to come check out art but then also to see how god can create with their lives Mm -hmm. and then um for the month of the following months of the summer we have uh, take back the city where we're doing constant outreaches and our uh, bu- uh, unexpected blessing ministry, which is our, our single mom's ministry within refuge, um, is launching. I mean, we've got a list. What, and uh, then what else is on June the list? 9th, we have um, Pastor Tim Jones coming to speak to refuge yes. about listening prayer. It's going to be a great night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Summer nights are happening. Like, it's it's going to be a wild summer. Summer nights are fun. It's just, an ev- it's just events where people can just come and hang out and fellowship, right? Right. Right. Tell our listeners about the different ministries. You can just quick kind of say what they are and explain it. But I think that people need to know like that is the heart behind the ministry that you guys are not just coming together and creating these amazing experiences for youth and young people to connect and grow in God. But you are also doing a lot of outreach. Yeah, of course. Um, my mentor always told me that ministry is singing need and filling it. Mm -hmm. And so every person that Uh, passes out an invitation or every person that puts that toilet paper on the roll, like you Mm -hmm. said earlier, um, is ministry. And some of, so I appreciate them and shout them out, you know, right now, just so grateful for them and all they do. Uh, But then also we have outreach ministries. So we do this thing called hamburgers for the homeless, where Mm -hmm. we just buy a bunch of hamburgers, go to the homeless, and more so than giving them something, we give them our time, our love, um, whatever they need in that moment, we're there and we're present. And we don't want to just do a handout. We want to do a hand up and we want to be there to have a conversation with that matters. Um, we have. Unex- so I don't. Want, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to say, like, you are going 
going to uh, to their territory. Yes. You're not saying, hey, y'all come over here. You're going downtown to where the homeless people are, and you're like literally handing them a hamburger and praying with them. Yes, without an agenda, just a conversation. Yeah. And they they get a lot of handouts. They get a lot of free coats. They get a lot of um, people that come with their cameras and say, hey, here's this or here's that. We come in. Um, with a hamburger and just an honest conversation and ask them their name and where they're from and what they're doing in life like whatever they need in that moment some need a hug some don't want you to touch them whatever you're you've, you you got to go in being sensitive to the holy spirit and how he's leading you mm-hmm. um but yeah we go to where they are and tell them about jesus if that conversation comes up if it doesn't we pray that they felt that when we were with them and god does the rest our it's jobs like- to love his jobs to convert you are creating, just creating conversation. And again, that's where it starts. It's where you start pulling people in. But I love that you are teaching the young people that are coming in to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So okay, what's another ministry that you guys do? Well, we also um, are launching our Unexpected Blessings ministry here mm-hmm. in a few weekends. Um, it's been in the works for a, a little while now, but um, it's basically a ministry for young single moms. Mm-hmm. And we just want to love on them and um, just like help them with whatever they are going through and what, with whatever they need. So we're having like a huge night of like worship and just like the moms hanging out their kids are just going to be in the back with the big kids team and they're just going to have a night to just be poured into um, and really loved on in that way and that'll be an official launch but we've been doing stuff for months so we'll take our single moms and we're talking college-age single moms um, that have been in unexpected situation that has turned out to be a blessing which is why it's called unexpected blessings Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll take them to get manny and petties or Mm. uh, give them gift bags that have like bath bombs and um, facial papers yeah. and just different things that they get a lot for their kids I'm sure they they, they get you know hand-me-down clothes or um, or new clothes or whatever mm-hmm. um, but the moms don't get things often and so That's we so want good. the moms to know um, that they're superheroes that they're rock stars for all that they do and so we've given these baskets and then I mean I'm so excited for unexpected blessings just to have their official launch and for them to build a community of young women that can empower young women being in the same situation and i don't know small things like exchanging clothes or exchanging bottles or whatever just them having that support group with one another uh is going to be powerful to see that's so good and you know again behind the scenes things that people don't see is i've seen you buy a container of wipes huge container of wipes from costco and give them to someone so they're you know you're stocked with wipes you don't have to worry about buying those or you guys did like lawn mowing you mowed lawns for Mm -hmm. single moms that those kinds of things are the kind of things that impact people and make a difference it's you know who's going to go mow your yard you know it's it's just so amazing some of the things that you guys have going on and i love that people are hearing about this so you guys are creating all these experiences and opportunities for the youth and the young people how are you pulling all of that off i have one answer for that and that is teams our teams are incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. And um, I, I had a series of dreams not very long ago. Uh, one dream I died. 
And this so is a real dream. These are real dreams. Okay. Like I wake up and I'm not saying God gave them to me, but um, I think God used them to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And so I had one dream where I died and then I'm in real estate school right now. And so I'm pursuing that as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke I woke up from a dream where I was like super successful in my schedule from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. was so full and I didn't have a lot of time for refuge. I had another one where I had to move away because of a situation. I had a dream where I was um, imported, <laughs> where, <laughs> where I wasn't uh, allowed to be in the state of Kentucky. It was kind of weird. And so basically I had all these- Do you mean deported? Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was deported out of the state of Kentucky. So it wasn't even like a logical thing. A real thing, yeah. But I saw these series of dreams where, um, I kept being taken away from refuge. And there was one day where God spoke, Kagan, if you weren't here, who would take over refuge? And so um, then I started, then we had these coffee conversations where we got these team leads and put these leads in yeah. place. Mm-hmm. I'm working with a couple guys personally on like public speaking and creating an atmosphere. Uh, we just empowered a team that is now doing um, HSM, high school ministry called X. It's going to be great. Um, and so really our teams and our team leads is, uh, is what makes it happen. I loved Last Refuge. I was able to sit back, hands in the air, really didn't play a huge part in it, and just watch the people that God put in place lead and own their zone, and it and it and it all went off like a dream. And I like, didn't have a lot of handwork in it. Wow. And so I want to say to youth pastors out there, and just either either or business owners or leaders of some sort, um, you're only as strong as your team is. Mm-hmm. And uh, invest and prioritize and empower those under you um, because that's who's going to rise or fall that business um, or that opportunity. Yeah, and I've heard it said that you, if you um, replace yourself, so if you teach somebody to do your job for you, then you can go on to do other things, but you you just replace yourself. I've heard your mom say that before. I love how that. And I went to a youth conference or a conference for youth leaders. And they said, for every healthy leader that is a part of your organization, there will be 10 people under them. Mm -hmm. So there are 10 touches to one person that you touch. And so if I empower you, Melissa, there's probably 10 ladies. um, Actually, no, I see this with my mom. She empowers one individual lady. And then there are a good amount of ladies that are behind that one lady. And then it just is like a trickle yeah a trickle effect in a in a pyramid situation like yeah. you just empower one and they empower others and then those others empower others and that's how the church will multiply like God said in the bible mm-hmm. that's great we will put some dates on the website for everybody to go and find out what's coming up and the ministry but thank you all so much for spending some time with me telling us about the refuge i'm so excited thank for everybody you. to hear this awesome we hope you enjoyed this message on the my big church podcast We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.